listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. So I've been thinking, I don't know why this has been on my mind, and I don't know if this will make any sense, this conversation, or if I'll just sound like a high guy talking to guys who aren't high, mm. and they're trying to go along with it. This me. is the internet that's the perfect place for that. <laughs> yes. But I'm, I, don't, I don't even remember how I got started on this the other day, but... Well, and everybody listening, if it starts to get weird, can get high I'm, if they choose. That's right. This isn't working for me. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll pause the podcast. Smoke a bowl. <laughs> is that the terminology? Get on Jack's level. Well, it's close that's enough. Yeah. Get on term. Jack's level. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and again, I don't remember what started me thinking about this. It was something. It might have involved <laughs> my son snowboarding the other day. And, and I was thinking a little bit of, you know, this... This will probably want to be one of those things he remembers for the rest of his life. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I, part of it, I think, is I started thinking. I wonder if he'll ever do this again, or if we'll ever do it again in our lifetimes. There's lots of things I've done in my life. Almost everybody does this. Like you go snorkeling, and then you think, you know what? I'm going to buy the gear, and I'm going to like join a club, and right. I'm going to go. And you never. And I haven't done it in 30 years. <laughs> now <laughs> or, you're depressing me and again. There's, and there's lots of things <laughs> like that. I yeah. did that with frisbee golf like four years ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna join. A, I'm gonna join a club and get a really good frisbee. Like get my the own good discs. Like spend like you know real money, like thirty yeah. bucks. Get a real nice set. Right. I was that way with tap dance, <laughs> and you end up never doing it again. And I wonder if, if Sam's going to become a snowboarder, um, or if he, he just doesn't get to do this again. But in terms of it being an experience he remembers the rest of his life, do those have any point or value? Um. Uh, once you get far enough away from an experience, it's almost like it happened to somebody else. I've got a bunch of those in my life. Mm-hmm. I've got a whole marriage that's like that. It's almost like I read about it. And so I'm not sure it matters whether it happened to me or not in terms of <laughs> an experience or good things. It's funny, a guy just stopped me in the hallway earlier and said, I heard you used to ride your motorcycle in Mexico. I said, yeah, yeah. And he said, and I, said I rode all the way down to Cabo once. It was a thousand miles there and a thousand miles back. I could have read about somebody doing that and would have every bit as much impact on me right now as the fact that I did it myself. I, I'm not I, sure I needed to do it. I, that, that probably it's molded you and changed you in yeah, ways you just exactly. don't appreciate because it's you, so you don't notice the change or you don't remember that that's when it changed. Hmm. I would think, I know what you're talking about, and it does sound like you're high. <laughs> I mean, it really does. <laughs> but no, I, I, I get it. I, I absolutely just, get it. You know, all the there evidences. are times I'll be telling a story about something, you know, wild that happened to me, and I'll be like, my only emotional reaction is, I'm glad that happened to me because it's a good story. But I yeah, feel right, disconnected right, from right, it. Right. Yeah. 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 It's a story, but I have, I could be making this up, and it would have as much impact on me as the fact that I did it. Yeah. And I, I, I like a concert, some really cool concert that I saw, however, 30 years ago. I could have been there or not been there. I'm not sure it makes any difference. <laughs> um, just, I, or I, I, just, I just know I'll never forget the sound that ice pick made when I buried it in Trotsky's head. <laughs> you know, I sound like I'm oh. high and I just ate four donut holes. I've got oh. all the earmarks oh. of a high guy. You the might detectives be high. are uh, coming to a conclusion <laughs> on their case. You're high on grease. <laughs> Sugar. I wonder if it's my age, which I will not mention, that makes me think this way. Because I, I, th- I didn't think like this when I was young. Younger, do you get to be 80 and practically your whole life is like that? I could have raised kids and not raised kids. It wouldn't have made any difference. Wow. <laughs> it's just wow. a story. I don't know. I don't know. But I, Well, certainly there are memories you feel more than others, I think. Um, do you need to have these experiences or can you just read about somebody else's? 
Is that good enough? I don't no. Know. I think no. I'll just start doing that. If, if that's true, it's so effing disturbing, I can't go on. That was so, my point. So I'm guessing no. That I'm was, saying no, was, only so I don't go nuts. My whole childhood is sitcom plots, basically. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Sean? Uh, are you familiar with the uh, the time-traveling paradox of the butterfly effect, where if you, if you go back in time, if you change anything, even the way a butterfly right. flaps its wings, it has untold effects on the future. Sure, that's I what f- they claim. I, I feel like the act of you driving a thousand miles to and from Mexico on your motorcycle had some butterfly effects on your life that are almost impossible to identify. Mm-hmm. Some engagement you had with a person um, the first time you, you know, just being in the buildings in Mexico. For for me, going into London. Pooping in that bucket. You've you talked about. Yeah, that's a thing. Me, when I went to London and I actually was inside a building that was older than the country that I was from, that had a right. much different experience than, I knew that old buildings were in London, but it, it was a different Way to process it, I guess. Yeah, and you can read about being in love, being in true mad love. You can read about it, but it certainly doesn't leave you with the same feeling as if you've actually experienced it. And you think back on those days or that relationship. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, Sean, we ought to get high and discuss this. I was in a building once uh, in the Netherlands that was built in the 1200s. And uh, and families had lived there since the 1200s. And I just stood there looking around the rooms and thinking how many generations of people lived their entire lives here, how many memories were created there, and, and the changes. In the, it blew my mind. And I was not altered in any way. I'd probably had a drink. Um, <laughs> in some ways. Yeah, but you're right. That does. It's, it's mind-blowing. It's in the, in the physical experience of that had an effect on me. To this day, the you know, just people have been around a long time, and right. we're all just trying to figure it out as we go. I, and I, you've I, been robbing graves ever since. Yes, absolutely. Them <laughs> maybe, I'm, them. maybe I'm just incapable of joy. That might be it. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a bad way to be. <laughs> yeah. I can think of, like, girlfriends I had, like, short, very intense, we were in love relationships that were pretty short, that are just... The, 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 I don't know that they have any anything now. Could they have not happened? Is there like any... maybe you're imagining them? Or... <laughs> well, yeah. And there's also that if you get you know far enough away, we now know that our memories are not accurate. No, in fact, they can be quite inaccurate, disturbing. Right. So yeah. you're just kind of making up a a story anyway in your mm. own head. I don't know. Do you feel you would have been able to have the successful relationship you have now were it not for the the learning curve of those yeah, other relationships? You would have to think that it plays some role. In some way, you're slowly molding I'm not gonna yourself. Try, I'm not going to say that to a woman again. Right. <laughs> no, that sort of thing. Right. You right. reading about somebody saying that to yeah. a woman would have a different memory burn on you right. than you actually having right. to burn your hand in the first Files place. Files in a different place, yeah. Yeah, but know. yeah, memories do change, and and you can't trust them. Which is, uh, I mean, I don't know what else to trust, but certainly that's not so, people. So disturbing. Yeah, cops know that, and the courts know that. They're figuring it out eyewitnesses and and identifications and all are incredibly unreliable. I know I attacked some guy with an ice pick in Mexico. I think it was Trotsky. <laughs> not sure the right age I, for it. I but... hope it was Trotsky. <laughs> it was just a guy. <laughs> That's so dark. in your way. Ah, so too many. That's right. (laughs) It's interesting when you're with a kid, though, because, you know, as an adult, you don't realize that, but you're going to remember this for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, which is really cool. Yeah. 
like I said the other day, a little kid walking down the hall, I really should have said something really bizarre or loud or something and seared that into his memory just so I could be there. It feels like an honor. He's like 35 years old thinking, what the hell was going on there? That was a strange dude. Shouted out, I'd rather eat a bear than a moose. And then just ran away down the hall. Can you imagine kid who remember that the rest of his life? I wonder if I could change Sam's memory over time if I keep inching it a certain direction. Oh, my God. Alter his wow. reality. That's disturbing. Wow. So every time I bring up our snowboarding trip, I'll talk about it. And then you remember how I went down the hill and weaved in and I didn't snowboard at all. Right. How I weaved in and out all those people and went off right. that jump. And I just yeah. keep telling that until wow. eventually that's his memory. Yeah, and my dad went down the hill and went off a jump. He'll tell people in college the, yeah yeah that's that's both amusing and disturbing i read the other day about oh i was reading about it was uh, false memories and they were talking about a woman who was accusing somebody or other of uh, you know recovered memory sexual abuse that sort of thing and and she related a bunch of different facts and then it became clear that no she didn't live that that was a story that her mom used to read her right as a kid but oh, she was wow dead Set 100% oh, wow. confident that she had experienced that. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it gets See, I got, a little weird. I've got one of those, but I don't know if I have the balls to talk about it. Oh, boy. We're on the Internet. This is a safe I know, place. but I, I can't. Yeah, everything's on the thing. Internet. I don't want to go there. You I don't, don't want to go there. No, I don't. I, it'd be darned interesting, but I just don't want to go there. I don't have the guts. But that'd be wild if this story that I've got in my mind and have had all these years is just a like a TV show I saw one Friday night. No, it was an episode of Macmillan and Wife. <laughs> just stuck and in your head. Seared you. The sight, the seventies classic, <laughs> season three, right? Yeah. Oh, hilarious! All right, well, think about it. Mm. Maybe you come back to that thing because it sounds really intriguing. It, it is. It is. I've talked to therapists about it, but I, I'm unwilling to take the next step. Your I, call. Of course. I have a memory that I don't want to know if it's true or not. Oh boy, because I don't know if I can handle if it is. Oh boy, oh, it's weird, boy. isn't it? Well, weird's one word for it. It's intriguing. It is intriguing. It's 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 scary, kind of. Obviously, it that's is no freaking it joke. Terrifies me to like go down that rabbit hole. Wow. So, so I don't rabbits involved, or might be. Sean, this is serious, man. <laughs> All right, edit out Sean's levity for the podcast. You don't edit stuff out of podcast, do you? You can. But you won't. I was just going to cuss for the fun of it since we're on the podcast. Don't. My, You're my, better than that. My seven-year-old. You're better than that. My seven-year-old, who's one of the great cussers of all time. And I'm not sure why he's so good. Part of it is his uh, mental condition he's got that we're working on. But I don't swear around the kids. Hardly ever. Like a couple of times in their whole lives. I don't know if mom does more often or I don't know if Sam picked it up at school and does around Henry and Henry hears it from him. That's I think that's the most likely. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know where else they're getting it. But anyway, the other day, and this is not a word I approve of. Certainly not. But the other day, <laughs> he's trying to get the TV to work, and he said, for God's sake, this remote control needs new batteries. That was <laughs> creative. But it was, why is a seven-year-old getting so worked up? A... <laughs> wow. It's just the way he talks. Oh, man. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So there's this uh, thing called uh, Talkers Magazine. Talkers.com if you want to uh, get in the info on it. It's an influential uh, industry magazine, like your industry has probably. Whether you're a plumber or an accountant or a lawyer or whatever you are. Uh, Coroner's Monthly. (laughs) 
And I was actually saying on the show that it's the 100 most influential talk show hosts, but it's the 100 most important yes. radio show hosts. Oh, yes. Would you rather be influential or important? Are they a heavy hundred? I, don't, I would have to spend some time thinking about the yes. difference. The 100 most important radio talk show hosts in America for the year 2019. And we are now number, ladies and gentlemen, 21. Oh, yeah. Number 21. Hey, they finally... That's uh, 21. We're number 21. <laughs> yeah, they finally got the, the, the more updated picture of us. We, we look like children in the one they used to run. So who are we right ahead of? We're right ahead of Bill Handel, KFI Los Angeles. Ha! Oh, well, take that. Sorry, Bill. Yeah. Much respect, Bill. Remember when I saw you a couple of years ago and you didn't remember me from the year previously? <laughs> oh! That's why we're ahead of you. Oh, how's that oh, taste? Wow. Number 22. It's an interesting thing about Bill Handel, which friends of his tell me is a common thing with Bill Handel. But so he and I did an event together where he's he does that Handel on the Law show. It was, mm-hmm. had lawyers involved. Right. That's a great show, by the way. Really good. Um, whenever I catch that syndicated nationally, that's a yeah. pretty cool show. Anyway, so Bill Handel and I had this is before I had kids, and we have this really long, deep conversation about children because he's an older parent and having kids and blah 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 and raising kids. I mean, like really, like bare getting down tight stuff. Mm. And uh, then in the conference, he called on me, and we talked about the thing in front of the crowd. I mean, it was just. Then I see him like, it wasn't even that much longer. I think it was within a year. Mm. I see him at a convention. I walk, hey, Bill, what you doing? And he looks at me with that wide-eyed, yeah, hi. How are you? Glad you're a fan or something. He had no <laughs> idea who I was. Mm. Yeah. Well, and I told some people who work with him, they said, yeah, that's Bill. He doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah, there's don't no, be offended by it. There's no such thing as breaking through that. It's anyway, like, so that's like why knowing me. That's why you're 22 and we're 21. Right. We're right behind Michael Savage. Yeah, the doctor. Speaking of uh, associates uh, and folks we've had a relationship with, mm-hmm. the good doctor. So let's start at the top. Who's number one? Uh, Sean Hannity. And then they got Rush Limbaugh, number two. Important. So I suppose uh, Hannity might get the nod because he's... Uh, he seems uh, to text with the president yeah, quite often. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's that. He's Both actually right. texting back and forth with the president of the United States. Number three, Dave Ramsey. Cut up your credit cards. Uh, Mark Levin, who I like, is number Don't four. Don't buy a new car unless you have a million dollars in the bank. That's your day. That's actually yeah. good advice. I'm currently using. He's got the 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 snowball credit card pay down kind of plan thing that I'm that I'm using to pay down my credit cards. Where you you, you focus on one, and then once that one's paid off, you take what you're paying on that one and throw it at the other one. Yeah, so, mm, yeah. that's a good, that's one. good idea. Double down. Yeah. Uh, Mark Levin's four. Howard Stern's five. Joe Madison, whom I don't know, is six. Sounds Joe made up. Madison. Hmm. It does sound made up. That might even be a real person. Ryan Kilmeade from Fox is seven. Tom Hartman is eight. He's a liberal. You might He's not also know. a very nice man. <laughs> yeah. You might not know some of these names. Number nine, Mike Gallagher we're friends with. He's at number nine. We're friends with Glenn Beck. He's number ten. Friends. I don't, I don't think we... <laughs> well, we were at one point. Yeah. yeah. He just he actually got too big. He got so big that we couldn't like. Yeah, he's very busy. Yeah. Number 11, George Norrie. Is your toaster talking to you on a regular basis? <laughs> what does it say? Yeah. Number 12, Ben Shapiro. I will, Brilliant. Come, I will come to your college campus and a riot will start. Not my fault. Number 13, Michael Berry. Michael Berry is, uh, well, I, don't, I know we don't want to spend a week on this little topic, but he is uh, he's hilarious. He's great. He's funny. He's got uh, political attitudes. I, uh, I agree with a lot. He's based out of the Houston area. He says stuff that we would get crucified for 
just because we're based in California. He gets away with stuff. I listen to it. And I think, oh, man. Oh, dude, the luxury you have. Clever else, guy, though. Who else are we ahead of? That's the important thing. Doug Steffen is 24. Mm. So we're happy to be ahead of Doug Steffen, who was lifting our phone calls yeah. and putting them on his show and claiming they're his own and yes. then lied about it on our show, claiming that he wasn't doing it. And then tried to take the high ground of, come on, let's not let's yeah. not upset the apple cart right. too much. Here. We're then, all in come this on, together. boys. Yeah. And then apparently tried to apologize this w- to us when we were at the talkers convention, but I didn't hear him. I did. It was fine. <laughs> And I don't hate the guy or anything like oh, that. No, just, I really, I don't just care. thought it was an it's... incredibly lame move. No, and then I, to deny I, it, if he'd have said, yeah, I'm taking your phone calls because I'm lazy, I'd have thought, cool, good yeah, on you. Yeah, nobody calls, I get it. so well, I take yours. Yeah. <laughs> right. So when I talked to him in New York, he thought we like still have a beef. And I said, Doug, honestly, no, I don't care. No, said, I, just, I, I said, it's amusing to talk about. I it, don't care. It wouldn't crack the top I mean, 10,000 of things. Hey, listen, boys, you yeah, have a good right. job. I have a good job. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't, no, don't try to, no, don't bull ass a bull. I can say bull <laughs> It's the pocket. Don't bull a bull or Doug. Out of way, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Michael likes it when you cuss. <laughs> good. When are we ranked on podcasts? Yeah. If we're the 21st most important radio show. I don't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Available everywhere. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com. You know, I don't know. Faster rise and fall in American history you can think of? Michael Avenatti? Not really, no. Higher and lower and and the rest of it all combined with speed. Haven't been heard of to seriously discussed as a presidential candidate, walking on stages to applause to scumbag headed to prison in all of a span of like nine months. Speaking of uh, people who won't be president, look at Hillary up there on the screen wearing her usual futuristic tunic. (laughs) She wears an outfit like she's either uh, uh, lives on another planet or she's part of like the intergalactic council. (laughs) Right. That's what she looks like. North Korean dictator. (laughs) It's an interesting, interesting outfit she's wearing. It's even kind of shiny and silvery. She's really got the intergalactic Oh, yeah. Chamber person going today. I'm telling you, yeah. She's the the Undersecretary for Galactic Affairs. (laughs) Right. Um, Oh, hey. You know, she couldn't even win the election for that. She got some cabinet position. (laughs) Right, exactly. Um, You know, it's funny you should say North Korean dictator. Old uh, Kim Kim Jong-un, he understands branding. He's always got the same garb going. He's got the do. You know, mm-hmm. that's a branding thing because he wanted to look like his grandpa who was considered a god in North Korea. And so he doesn't change it up. You'd think he'd, you know, throw on something a little different. He could go Hawaiian shirt. A lot of big men favor the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> it's, I don't know. It's loose. It's blousy. It, it's blousy. Thank well, you, a lot Marshall. of shirts, you can get any shirt. You can, it's the size you get. You could get it as, any shirt as loose as you want. Why are Hawaiian shirts so popular with the... Because you don't expect a Hawaiian shirt to be tucked in. Yeah, it? they're they're made right. loose. They should be loose. Mm. Yeah, trust me on this. Um, that uh, yeah, 
Uh, anyway, well, I almost went off on a tangent to a tangent to a tangent. But. And I wonder at what point, you, to what point do you decide, you know what, I'm going to be Hawaiian shirt guy. I know a few. I know a few who always wear Hawaiian shirts. Yeah. Guys. I, I don't want to be Hawaiian shirt guy. I, I, it just it, too much of a cliche. The jolly big man wearing a uh, Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> There are other prints that are equally flattering and less uh, cliche ridden. So that's what I go with. Okay. But anyway, Michael Avenatti. So this is, this is worth taking a quick look at the 36 counts of fraud, perjury, tax evasion, embezzlement, and other financial crimes. He stole millions of dollars from five client, clients, used a tangled web of shell companies to cover up theft, hasn't paid taxes in what it was, a 10 year, something like that? God, he stole $4 million from a mentally ill paraplegic man. You have no conscience if you can do that. He's a sociopath. No, He's got to be. The chunk of money he was due was probably incredibly unfair, uh, just because of the way that the whole lawyer thing works. You sue some company for a gazillion dollars or organization or whatever, and the lawyer gets a big chunk of it. Usually a third. The fact that he took it all is amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's just astounding. And he went and bought a private jet with the handicapped, mentally ill man's right. money. Um, at the time, and see, this is where you really get into Looney Tunesville. At the time, he owed millions of dollars in back taxes. So what does he do with the millions of dollars he stole? He doesn't get right with the IRS. He buys an effing plane. Yeah. Well, that, that's why I was, I've been wondering when he was being talked about as a presidential candidate, when he was walking out on the stage on Colbert and standing ovation, everybody cheering, was he thinking in the back of my mind, oh man, how long could I ride this? Or did he just think he had suspended the laws of the universe and it was not going to catch up to him? Well, as he was running scams A, B, and C, as A would pay off, he'd use that money to keep B and C going. So I wonder if it's, you know, it's like somebody back in the days when most people did their business in checks. He was floating checks, writing checks for money he didn't have, thinking I'll have the money Monday. Uh, He's been living his life like that for quite a while now. I wonder if he just thought he could keep doing it forever. Like um, uh, similar to, uh, what's his name? Bernie Madoff? Yeah. Yeah. The Ponzi scheme. Sure. Yeah. 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 But uh, so is that what the Nike grab was? Just I've gotten myself so in trouble now. I got to go for a, a really big whale. I got to go after Nike, yeah, to to pay off my 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 sins. You hate to be looking at thirty three and a half years of prison if you get a tenth of what you might get, because they're saying he could face up to three hundred and thirty five years in prison. He won't. They won't prosecute him on all those counts. They're just piling stuff up on him. But the um, well, yeah, but if he if he again if he gets a tenth of it, right? But the Nike case is separate from all this stuff. This is all. Californian federal stuff, I think. Oh, that's right. And yeah. Extortion's a right. big deal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he could get 30 years from this and 15 from Nike, and that's the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. The rest of his life in prison. Um. And if he... Yeah, he had some good times on the jet, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's, that's right. I right. knew there was one more thing I wanted to... I, we absolutely have to include. Keep in mind that Busty Mc... Uh, forget about her. Stormy Daniels, Stephanie Clifford, she, at the behest of Avenatti, sued the president. They lost both suits, and now she owes the president nearly $300,000 in legal fees. Thanks for the advice, Michael. Poor gal just trying to make a living on her back. 
trying to show off her her body parts and openings to here I am young men around the country simple girl trying to get by by sexing up sweaty old billionaire golfers hoping I'll end up on their reality show come see my orifices what could be more pure than that <laughs> right uh, and I f- now she's in the hole 300 girl end up in the tangled web of the scumbag um let's see submitted phony tax returns and financial statements to the people's bank of mississippi to secure more than 4.1 million dollars in business loans so that's bank and wire fraud right he had a plane he embezzled another settlement you're, of 1. you're 6 crazy more. rich when you got a jet when you oh, got yeah. your own jet you are a really rich person man do i want a jet um, I'm not going to have a jet. He'd been, I couldn't afford to operate it, much less buy it. That's what my buddy who flies jets says. He says this happens all the time. Guys, they they got the money to buy the jet. Mm-hmm. Or often they go in. you go in with some other guys because you're not going to use it that much probably. But you still don't have the, mu- the money to maintain it and actually use it. The using of it is very expensive. Do you remember what the per hour is to fly a uh, God, I knew this a couple of years ago when I did that private flight where I flew my f- family back to the Midwest. And uh, it's insanely expensive, insanely expensive. But uh, and fuel cost is what it's all about. And then maintaining it and keeping it up to, you know, various very complicated FAA regulations. But anyway, that aside, having a private jet, um, if he'd, he'd been committing crimes this whole life. So the, he was she was screwed before he ever even met Stormy Daniels. It was probably going to catch up with him at some point. But if he hadn't been living a life like that, he got launched to the level if he were on the up and up, he could have lived. He could have dined out on that, as they say, for the rest of his life mm-hmm. in in like a Los Angeles or a New York, getting great clients, going to the best parties, walking in nice restaurants, and people wanting autographs. He could have been that guy for the rest of his life, but he screwed it up by being a criminal. All right, let's see. This is just for fun. From the department of none of us needs to ever worry about this. Uh, let's see. This is from so uh, CNBC. So you spend when a million you buy and a jet? If you spend a million and a half, two million dollars and get yourself a jet, now what? Let's see. It can cost, depending on the size of the aircraft, it can cost between $700,000 and $4 million per year to run the thing, to fly around. That's after you've bought it. And the prices, the prices range from a, a very reasonable, kind of your, your econ model, um, like high six figures, seven hundred thousand. What is the the price of the jet? Well, you can spend a hundred million on a jet, but anyway, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah I've, it's I've, somewhere I've, in the high six figures to seven figures to operate the damn thing. Yeah, well, yeah, I've asked my pilot buddy about this many times, and uh, who flies rich people around the country. That's what he does for a living. And um, yeah, you probably want to spend a little over a million dollars at least to get a jet. You'd be comfortable in and would be fast enough to make it worthwhile to own a jet all that sort of stuff and then the maintenance and flying it around is just insane money or a lot of people buy jets rich people buy jets and then they realize geez that trip cost me how much and so your jet sits there because you think i don't want to spend thirty thousand dollars to take the family to florida right maybe we'll just fly you know first class united this time right next thing you know you're just using regular airlines again yeah Jump Jet, Jack. NetJets is another one. They launched uh, that offers memberships, certain number of trips per year on a charter aircraft. I think I used Jet Suite when I uh, rented a private jet. You God, could, it's expensive though. You could sign up for the Flexible Upper Club membership. Costs fifteen hundred dollars a month, eighteen thousand annually. For your buck, you get ten guaranteed round trip flights, guests for a thousand dollars extra each, complimentary frequent flyer trips, and one time registration fee of five hundred and fifty dollars. 
But it's it's quite a lifestyle, though. You you don't do security. You don't do all that crap. You go to a private little airport. It's just a completely different experience. Really nice lounge entryway. It's like walking into a nice hotel. They got drinks and coffee and snacks. And the guy comes out and says, just let me know when you'd like to leave. And you sit there and finish watching the golf match on TV with your buddies and having a beer, your wife or whatever. Hey, you ready to go now? You ready to go. You walk out. You get in your plane. They've got the food and drink that you wanted waiting for you. Mm-hmm. You get in your plane. They fly. If they have to stop anywhere and refuel, they stop at these airports you didn't even know existed, these private airports in the middle of nowhere, and you land and you walk off into another lovely lounge area having drinks and cocktails and food and whatever you want until you get back on the plane. It's quite the lifestyle. And you can go you know, most of the way across the country in a couple hours. Yeah, door but I, door. Would, I would miss Stuff that bag under the seat. Sorry. So one of the reasons why plane commercial plane flights aren't they they last the time they do is because they're not flying as fast as they can. They're flying at the most optimum fuel efficiency thing. So fuel cost is the whole thing. So when you own it, do you just get to tell them just you know full throttle the whole way there? B to the W, my friends. B to the W. (laughs) Sure. Put the pedal down, no, they, Francois. They get you there fast because that's the whole point. Right, that's right. why you're doing it. Is you want to? It has to be. It has to be much faster than a regular flight would be, or you wouldn't do it. So yeah, my private jet will have a humidor, two hundred bottles of wine storage. <laughs> Just thinking, I'm looking at some of these jets. Figure out how excessive you could get. That'd be funny to have a a wine cellar on a jet. <laughs> yeah, go down to the cargo hold. Yeah, exactly. Come on, it'd be a spiral staircase, of course. Yes, yes, very nice. <laughs> There'd be a Somalia just sitting down there. Welcome, sir. <laughs> oh yeah. I only did it once, and I don't know if I'll ever do it again because it was so expensive. I mean, it was like buying a very decent car. Ooh, yeah, new, yeah. a very decent new car. <laughs> um, wow. To fly the Ooh. family back and forth. Well, and that's my- right, because it was everybody. Yeah, the whole family. Yeah, it wasn't just you. Yeah, me, Laura, and, and both kids. And it was Henry's health. He couldn't fly, and it was seeing the whole family for Christmas. And I decided at that time, and I'm not sure it was a good idea, that the memories and the experience was worth blah, blah, blah. So I did it. But right. And it was it's pretty awesome. I can see how if you could afford it, you'd get used to it. But good Lord, it's expensive. Well, if I were at Michael Avenatti, he says, attempting to wrap it up, I'd take one more flight on that plane, because you're not going to be flying anywhere unless you're cellmate throws you across the room at some point rest of his life in prison almost certainly make cohen his cellmate and that'd be a good and put some reality cameras in there (laughs) yes please (laughs) cohen manafort navinati all in the same cell oh yeah oh yeah there you go oh man i would i would pay pay pay-per-view money to watch that every week maybe assange yeah i don't know i wonder though because they do they still will have a cache of money in that i wonder it'd be like the sopranos where they'd have their own private kitchen and one of the guys would be cooking up cooking up the sauce and you know i'd like to see they got to do a thing it'd be like a a combination of survivor and uh and that scene you're talking about (laughs) where uh you give them each 50 bucks at the uh, prison commissary and and then give each other a week to cheat each other out of it, and see it'd be like Game of Thrones, but you know, yeah. trading it for toilet paper, right. <laughs> prison commissary. Maybe, maybe, maybe get everybody together: Harvey Weinstein, just Bill Cosby, all right. these people oh, wait a minute. in the right. same same little celebrity cell. prison. Right. Exactly. Manafort yeah. would have a top ramen suit by the end of the week. Yeah. That, should, <laughs> that so, should be a new thing: is all the stories we follow yeah. in pop culture. Yeah. Celebrity, when they end up in jail, they all have to go to the same spot, and we get to watch it on a camera. All right, you got Manafort, Weinstein, 
Bill Cosby. Ave, no, not Cosby. Avenatti <laughs> and Cohen in in like a, a fight to exploit the other ones. Cohen's the first to go down. He's a, he's he's an effective street operator, but he's a, he's a cheap hood, I think. Um, Weinstein is Hollywood tough. I don't think he's tough enough. Very large guy. Yeah, he's got the weight class right. advantage over all of them. Oh, uh, is physical uh, yeah. conflict allowed? Uh, prison. prison. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it is prison. Yeah. Yeah. You watch a prison movie? Yeah. All right, so right. I think then Avenatti, I don't, he's, he's a tiny very, little guy. He's smart and a lizard. He looks wiry. He's yeah. smart and a lizard. Yeah. A wiry lizard. Now, yes. Manafort, I think if it was merely wits... He'd chew the other three guys And then up. I come a-shuffling in with my jello and my money back. Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. So I'm walking down the hall to get my tuna snack, because I'm starving. And there's a really little kid walking around. Oh. I'm guessing it's hard to tell, because small-framed kid, maybe seven, something like that. So cute. Um, these it's some obviously one of the one of the people's kids. A uh, cute little kid. Probably something they hired around here. And, uh, and probably get them really cheap. <laughs> and I walked by this this kid, and, and you know, gave him a little nod. He looked in an office, so I, I was going to say hello. But um, then it occurred to me, I really blew a chance because if I'd said something strange enough or loud enough or in a weird voice, he might remember it for the rest of his life. Absolutely. At that age, he's in a strange environment. He's obviously, like, his senses are really uh, heightened. You know what I mean? I do know. At, at mom and dad's office or whatever. I mean, it's... it's. And I, I, he could have remembered me for the rest of his life. Like, my kids are still amused by... I was at a hockey game as, like, an eight-year-old with my dad and... And, uh, and, and the goalie for the team I was rooting for, it was the Chicago Cougars of the old world hockey league. Um, this goalie's having a hell of a game and he Bottles makes of this Pinot Grigio as far as the eye could see. And, um, <laughs> Cougars, excellent like Cougar joke. Yeah, yeah. Took me a second. <laughs> and so this, this guy makes a save and a guy behind my dad shouts, he's got cat-like reflexes. <laughs> and I turned around to look at the guy because his voice was so distinctive. <laughs> I can picture him now. I can picture the hat he was wearing and the overcoat because they kept it really cold in there because it was like cut-rate NHL. Uh, and they wanted the ice to stay frozen. <laughs> um, I can picture he, what he's wearing, his sandy hair. His He looked like Barney Rubble. He's a Barney Rubble-looking guy. Um, y- yeah, you have those... And uh, I could have been that guy for that little kid. For older people, it'd be the, you know, you remember where you were when Kennedy was shot or in 9-11 or whatever. Things that stand out in your mind when you're older. But when you're a kid, they're they're more random like that. Yeah, they can be. And yeah. not as impactful. <clears throat> well, they're impactful, obviously, but they're not important. Right. And, uh, yeah, they stick out in your mind. Yeah. So clearly, my one of the many I have is... Also Chicago, also sporting events, Wrigley Field, with my dad. I think the first baseball game I ever went to in my life. And uh, I accidentally went in the women's restroom. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I told my dad I needed to go to the bathroom. He let me go by myself. I don't remember how old I was. And uh, I went in the women's restroom, and I walked in their ways, and there were all women in there. And similar to you, I think I could pick them out of a lineup. I can still picture it with yeah. my mind. Yeah. I was so freaking horrified. Oh, yeah. So so horrified that I had done that. Nothing yeah. happened. I just turned around and walked out. I'm a little kid. There yeah. are a bunch of moms, probably. They're right. not going to be bothered by it. But I just was sure that they were going to go on the loudspeaker. And we have a little boy who's gone into the women's restroom. Find him. Get him out of here. Yeah. Yeah. I was See, just so horrified. And you know, it's funny. I was thinking about that very thing the other day, because women can't relate to this. 
Because I'm A, an absent-minded guy. B, maybe I'm looking at my phone, whatever. I have once or twice in the last decade wandered into the women's room. With mirrors on your shoes? <laughs> yep. No. And see, what, what, what women don't understand is the feverish thought process. Because uh, I'll tell you exactly the way my brain worked. I walked in. I said, oh, this bathroom doesn't have the urinals there. They must be over. Wait, that's weird to have a bathroom with no oh, urinals. No! Wait a minute. Wait a minute! Oh my god, I gotta get out of here. Wait. I got, oh please, no women coming in the door. Please, no women. What if they scream? Oh my god, they're gonna scream, I'm going to jail. And that's why you're a registered psychopath. Psycho that's offender. why I have a blue dot. <laughs> why is there a, why is there a couch in here? Oh, I'm in the women's room. <laughs> right, exactly. God, and that, that feeling that, oh please don't anybody walk in. Oh no, and uh, please don't be outside the door. Let me make my escape. Luckily, I did. You're there with your camcorder and your mirrors on your shoes. All right. Trying to say it was an honest mistake. All right. Well, see, that's the problem. Your boom mic. (laughs) You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Featuring our podcast, One More Thing. Get more info at armstrongandgetty.com.